0: Welcome to My Money Reset, where a recovering financial advisor and a money behavior coach will teach you to change the way you think about money. Hi, I'm your hostess, Chantalie, and I invite you to prepare yourself to reset your money mindset. Let's get started. Well, hello and welcome. Welcome to My Money Reset podcast. This is the very first podcast, and you're probably wondering if you should be listening to this podcast or not. So I will explain to you a little bit about what this podcast is going to be about. What My Money Reset is about is I want to change the way you think about money. And the way I do that is I will teach you how to change your money behavior because your money behavior is more important than your money knowledge. Now you're one probably wondering, what do you mean by that? Well, your money knowledge are things like, um, what's the interest rate on my mortgage? What's the hottest stock tip? What mutual fund should I buy? How much money should I have for retirement? Those are things that you can learn either by reading in the paper, talking to a financial advisor, or doing your own research. Your money behavior is how you spend your money, how you save your money, and how you feel about your money. So money behavior would be things like overspending and putting money on credit cards. Money behavior is also underspending and being very frugal uh, with your money. Money behavior is not opening your bills. Money behavior is not discussing your financial situation with your spouse. So it's anything to do with a mental process. You can't really look it up. It's you can't um, quantify it. Um, you can't blame anybody for it. Um, it's it's your behavior around money. Now, interestingly enough, people who overspend have the same behavior as people who underspend, and that behavior is a scarcity behavior. And I'll go into that into further podcasts, uh, but a lot of people don't realize it that way. Both are unbalanced, and both are unbalanced behaviors. And when I say people who underspend, that's people who are afraid to to spend money, um, live a very, very frugal lifestyle, are hard on themselves. Um, that's just as detrimental to money behavior as overspending and and carrying large credit card balances and try to spend money to impress people. Um, that's what I mean by behavior, and it runs the whole spectrum. So who am I? I'm, my name is Chantilly, and I'm a recovering financial advisor. And I developed a proprietary program called My Money Reset. And the reason I developed that is because I would spend hours with people Uh, getting a plan together, uh, setting up a budget, and I mean hours, sometimes 8, 16, 24 hours, not in one day, but over a course of a few months. And we would set up this program, and I would come back to do the follow-up two to three months later, and after the first month, it all fell apart. And I couldn't understand this. I mean, all they had to do was follow the plan. And But they couldn't because their money behaviors would override their money knowledge. And that's when I realized we were doing it wrong in the industry. We were giving everybody the facts about money, but we weren't doing anything to change their behavior about money. So we weren't really getting anywhere. So that's why I developed this proprietary system called My Money Reset. And what I used was my experience as I have my counseling diploma and I've taken some coaching courses and I combine that with my financial knowledge and that's why I call it My Money Reset because I'm going to reset the way that you think about money. I also developed a program called My Wealth Number because I realized once you do reset your your money behaviors, And you start accumulating some money to invest. Now we need to do something with that money so that you have financial well being. So it's actually a two part um, program that I've developed, but you always start with my money reset. So, in this introductory podcast, I'm gonna be laying the foundations for the strategy. And I call it a strategy, I don't call it a budget. Um, I don't call it a plan. It is a kind of a plan. We do follow a roadmap, but it's not a rigid plan. That's why it's more of a strategy. And it's called My Money Reset because it's not my money reset. It's your money reset uh, because everybody is different. Uh, Everybody's different, but everybody's the same. Trust me, if you have a, a problem with the way you spend money or are unable to save it, you're not alone. Trust me on that. So in this initial um, podcast, I'm going to be laying down the foundations. Now the strategy consists of three main components. And those three main components have four steps. And this is in the first part of my money reset. uh, Before you get to my Wealth number. Now, the three components are, we always start with courage. But that's not what you're thinking. Then we look at your habits. And then we go on to your financial well-being. Now, I call it financial well-being Because um, financial well-being means something different to everybody. Um, Financial well-being could just be being out of debt. Financial well-being could be paying all your bills. Financial well-being could be um, moving out of your parents' home. Financial well-being could be having a million dollars in the bank. Financial well-being could be you're ready to retire. So everybody has a different um, goals and dreams for what their financial well-being looks like. So that's why I I call it that and I, I don't call it wealth. So within the four steps are we look at step one. Now here is the hardest part. And we follow my book, Budgets Like Diets Don't Work. Now, budgets like diets don't work because you have to white knuckle it. I don't know how many budgets I set up for people and within a month or so, they just weren't following them. I mean, you have to be, the percentage of people that actually follow a budget are so low and so minuscule. I just want to make you feel better that if you aren't following a budget, it's okay. You don't have to follow a budget. But at the beginning of the program, we do have to have the courage to look at our numbers. So that's why we do follow a plan, a budget, a strategy, a system, uh, but I don't call it a budget. And once you get into the program, you'll see it's not a budget. It's more of an awareness and um, guidelines. So step four, sorry, step two is where we identify your goals and dreams. Now they're your goals and dreams. They aren't mine. They aren't the mutual fund company. They aren't the manager of the advisors. They are your goals and dreams. Um, Your goals and dreams to your financial well-being end game. So your goals and dreams is that just to get out of of debt. And you can have more than one goal, goal and dream. It's just the one that we start with. So is it to get out of debt? Is it to pay off your student loans? Is it to buy a house? Is it to retire? Is it to have a million dollars in the bank? It's whatever your goals and dreams are that are your financial well-being end game. And that's the beauty of this strategy as well. Is once once you hit one goal, you can just input another goal and nothing nothing really has to change a lot. So that's step 2. Step 3 Step 3 is where we change your habits. Now, so now we know where you are, now we know where you want to go. Now, we design something for how you're gonna get there, so the habits we change a habit or add a habit um, mostly we add a habit. I've found that it's more difficult to white knuckle a habit out. It's easier to add a habit and each habit can take anywhere from twenty from ten to twenty one days so depending on how much work you do, because you have to remember, these are all your actions. I can't do these for you. So depending on on what habit it is, the type of habit it is, um, it can go anywhere from 10 to 21 days to install before we add another new habit. And that's in daily increments. Um, A 10-day habit would be something like, um, if you work from home, to be dressed by 9 a.m. every morning. That would be a 10-day habit. So you'd be doing that habit for 10 days in a row. That doesn't really change anything. It does give you subtle confidence. A 21-day habit, on the other hand, would be something like waking up a half an hour early every day. That takes a little bit longer because um, that's changing your whole physiology. That's changing a lot of things. So that's why the habits last anywhere from 10 to 21 days based on your goals and dreams and based on what you want to change. Um, Once the habit is installed, we add another one. So that's why this step three can go anywhere from six months to 18 months. It depends on, on how much you have to change. If you're deeply in debt, I'm going to say it's going to go longer to 18 months. If you've just been a bit of an overspender and want to start to rein that in and start a really good savings plan, um, it could be any, that could be as short as six months. And before we move you on to my wealth number. So again, this is your program. It's not my program. It's not a plan that, oh, you have to be at this step by now. You have to be at this step by now. Not at all. You move at your own pace and we install the habits. I'm there to coach you along to say, hey, 10 days has gone by and you didn't do any habits. What's going on? Let's figure out what's going on. And the way I do that is let's say you had not done your 10-day habit. Let's say it was something like getting dressed by 9 a.m. every morning. And believe it or not, that's a real problem for people who work from home, uh, who don't have Zoom calls, is being dressed by before 10.30 in the morning. So let's say your habit is you want to be dressed by 9 a.m. 10 days go by and you didn't do it. So then I would coach you, I'd ask you, so why didn't you do it? What was in your way? And let's say you just said, oh, well, I, you know, the kids have to be at catch the bus by eight 30. And then I wanted a coffee afterwards. And, and I'm going to point out to you, that's an excuse. What is the reason? And that makes you think and it makes you come up with your own solution. So that's just a, a, an example of, of how I would coach you through that. So now step four is we've changed your habits. Um, you're well on your way. And now we do step four is my wealth number. And this actually isn't a... Um, mandatory, but most people want to do it because now they are in financial well-being and now they are in a position to do some investments, uh, to do some mutual funds, to maybe uh, purchase some real estate. And at this point, um, I talk a, a little bit about different investments. I teach you about investments, but I encourage you to make your own decisions and make your own uh, choices, as I said previously, I'm a recovering financial advisor, so legally I cannot give you any advice. But I can teach you about investments. So I can teach you how to read the stock table. I can teach you how to um, read stock forms. I can teach you how to how to look at the mutual fund tables and things like that. But I can't advise you for your particular situation. Um, but I'll gladly teach you how to do that for yourself, or even how to find a financial advisor that will fit you and your and your needs. So that's step four. And after you're done step four, you are well on your way to the rest of your life with financial well-being. So today, what I'm going to do is I'm going to start with. Courage. Well, why start with courage? Well, number one, that's the first component. And number two, if you don't have courage, none of this will work. You have to have courage to actually look at yourself, to look at your situation, to look at your circumstances. And to admit to yourself, how did you get here? That takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of courage to look at your circumstance and your situation and to see that you've been making all this money and you have nothing saved. And to actually dig deep and find out why you feel it's necessary to have a a designer $1,000 purse or to drive a fancy Lexus. It takes a lot of courage to really deeply look at that. Now, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. If that's your thing, then that's your thing. But you, as long as the answer to that question is, um, not because it makes me feel good, because then I'm going to ask you, well, what makes you feel good about carrying a thousand dollar purse? Does it feel good when other people are looking at you and then thinking, wow, she must have a lot of money because she has a $1,000 purse. Does that make you feel good? Like it it, to dig down into those reasons takes a lot of courage. And again, I'm not going to be looking for your excuses. I'm going to be looking for your reasons. And you will be doing this. I will be coaching you to prompt you To answer those questions for yourself. To look at your circumstances takes a lot of courage. Now, what's a circumstance? Well, a circumstance would be something you can prove in a court of law. So, just to say, um, I spend too much money, you can't prove that in a court of law. But you can say, I spent $20,000. Um, my visa eating out at restaurants this year because you have the bill, you have the evidence. You could prove that in a court of law. You can't just say my wife spends too much money that you can't prove that in a court of law. You can say my wife has spent $5,000 on dog treats this year because you have evidence for that. It's all on the receipts. So that's what I mean by the courage to actually look at your situation. Um, That's why the very first month of of the coaching, of my Money Reset coaching program, we pull out all the numbers and it's painful and you're going to hate me, but it needs to be done. You need to be able to look at what is facing you. You need a starting point. I mean, it's just enough courage to admit that you things aren't going well. Even that, rather than just jamming the bills in a drawer every month, just by knowing that um, you should be saving more money, that you should be putting away an emergency fund, that you're living on the edge. If the furnace goes, you don't know how you're going to pay for it. Um, you know, just... Just the courage to look at that, to look at, do you really need to drive that Lexus or can you downgrade it to a Nissan or a Toyota? That takes a lot of courage to admit that. And it's also a maturing um, thing. I have found that a lot of people who are stuck in overspending or underspending are behaving the same way that they did when they first got money, when they first got an allowance around, when let's say they were 10, 11, 12 years old and you started getting an allowance. And when I point that out to people, they're shocked because they're like, yeah, I used to get my allowance and spend it all. Or, oh, no, I, I'd save my allowance. I'd save it and save it and save it and so that I could I could buy something But then when it came to buying it, I didn't buy it because I liked the feeling of having the money. So that takes a lot of courage to realize that the way you're handling your money now is the same way you handled it when you were 10, 11, 12 years old. Not a lot has changed since then, just the numbers and how you may may earn it. So that takes a lot of courage. That takes a lot of courage to understand that. I mean, I, we don't do a lot in coaching going back. We do do forward coaching, but it helps to understand where it kind of started because then you can say when you want to overspend, then you have the courage to say, am I acting like a 10 year old here? Is this 12 year old behavior or should I be the adult in the room? and not spend. It takes a lot of courage to do that, believe it or not, especially if other people are watching. So that's why we always start with courage. If you don't have the courage to start, if you don't have the courage to act, if you don't have the courage to face this, there is no reason to start until you have that courage because you can take the program you can read the program you can go through the motions but if you don't have the the courage to actually action what you're learning it's all for naught it's like reading a book about swimming you can read every book in the world about swimming and then call yourself a swimmer but until you jump into the until you have the courage to jump into that pool and actually do it you can't call yourself a swimmer so that's why we always start with courage. And I invite you to your first act of courage is to join us at mymoneyreset.com join. And there you'll have all the information about how you can join the, the monthly coaching program. Um, also, if you aren't quite ready to jump in, you can join the email program um, where you'll get updates about what's happening on the website. Um, you'll get you'll first to know when the podcast is released and the videos are released. And you can follow along that way until you do have the courage to jump into the pool. So I thank you very much for being part of this very first podcast of mine. And I look forward to your comments and your questions and um, any other suggestions that you have. Just drop me a line at mymoneyreset.com and click on the contact button there. And I thank you very much for your time. I greatly appreciate it. Have a great week. Hey, are you ready to transform the way you think about money by transforming your money mindset, but you lack direction and support? If so, I'd like to invite you to my Money Reset monthly coaching program, an exclusive monthly membership where you'll create your own Money Mindset Reset. I'll use various modalities and you'll learn powerful techniques that change your money habits that elevate the quality of your money mindset and create everlasting wealth. Head on over to mymoneyreset.com join to learn more. I hope to see you there.